Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Well, welcome to the last day of August 2021. I hope that everything is flowing beautifully in your world and that you are approaching all of your bliss and your challenges with the highest possibility and potential and positivity that you can. Today's show is going to be an inspirational one because if you think you've had it tough and can't get over certain things, I think when you hear this story, it will help you realize that you can overcome just about everything. Rolling with it is a depiction of Vikash Dasani's raw and humorous personal spiritual journey that started with an accident that left him a paraplegic at 22 years old. This catalytic event sparked a seeker's journey to understand the relationship between our thoughts and emotions and the reality we are creating because of it. This story isn't like any spiritual book you've read because this one is about a guy who had to come to terms with sitting perfectly still in a perspective of life and unwavering curiosity to understand reality and the hard lessons he received because of it. He says, I had a dream that kept occurring throughout my life. It was the same every time. I was lying down in a white hospital room where there were people standing all around me. I couldn't make out who the people were. But everyone looking sad, and some people were crying. Every time I experienced the dream, it felt real. And I kept thinking, did I die or something? I never truly understood it until I experienced what happened to me on July 29, 2006 at 3 a.m. This is Vic's story as to how he began his own spiritual path and personal growth. Little did he know it was going to be through such a traumatic accident that he would grow by leaps and bounds over the years and overcome the darkness that had entered his life. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome Vic to 1111 Talk Radio to hear more about his story and how he helped so many other people overcome their challenges. Welcome, Vic, to 1111. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. I'm honored. I love that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a really beautiful story, and I know you both personally and now I see what you're doing professionally and it is both inspiring and uplifting but also brings some reality to people as to what the personal growth and the spiritual path truly can be. It's not all moonbeams and rainbows and unicorns. It's not Mm -hmm. always love and light. There is this mix of shadow and darkness that has to enter but that's what brings out the spotlight that we are here to become. Talk a little bit about what has been probably your greatest awareness as you look back over everything that is your, uh, let's say, one, uh, one specific mantra or words you continually say to yourself that really depict your overarching journey. <laughs> um. I've been through the worst, you know. <laughs> There's like nothing that 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 occurs to me that I know that I can't handle because of what I've been through. Um, so I think that you know, I had an accident 
like, you know, 15 years ago, falling off of a third floor apartment balcony after a night of partying that left me a paraplegic. So from that perspective, it's like <laughs> anything else, no matter what it is, it's, it's just not anywhere near to the gravity of what I have experienced. And I had multiple other health issues on this journey too. So I just have a mentality that, that, that I could, that no matter what, no matter how unknown the situation is, I know I can get through it because I've gotten through so many other things. You know, I, I totally identify with that. I think when on a life journey, when we hit those moments that are the darkest of the dark, that are truly the places of unknown that you can't see and you're completely blind to where even the path is, where mm-hmm you've even lost just about everything, like where you really feel like, okay, there's nothing else left for me to lose because this was basically the thing that was like losing everything. I think it is at that point where you realize, okay, don't sweat the small stuff and don't sweat the big stuff either because mm-hmm. it's all just experience. And I, I feel that through your book, you illustrate not only this perseverance and this desire for a full life and aliveness and to be your greatest self, but also this, I'm, I'm learning to not sweat any of it as I move right. along. It was this continual, gradual uh, understanding of acceptance and surrender and then embrace. But in the beginning, when we bump up against something really, really hard, we also bump up against our darkest emotions, our anger, our blame, our shame, all of those pieces and parts that don't want to be in the body that we're in or don't want to be in the life that we're in. Can you start us off there uh, when, when you came to the realization, oh, I really am in this hospital bed. I really am not going to walk again. I, and, and I'm sure there was denial there, but, but what were the flood of emotions that uh, that began to rage, and and how long do you think those stayed with you before you really were able to let them go? Mm. I, I mean, obviously, sadness, anger, fear. You know, it was to be in a position where you know you lost function of half your body at 22 years old is. It was, it was, you know, it, it was, I was going to say a tough pill to swallow. I couldn't even swallow it, you know? And so, um, I had, I had all the emotions, um, and it was really just kind of coming into that space to, to allow myself to, to have some level of hope. But, you know, I've learned, and I can say this now, but I've learned that you know, we all, we, we this, this life didn't come with a manual, you know, like we didn't, we didn't ha- have the understanding of emotional processing and intelligence. And, and I didn't know that back then. So I've learned that we like, we, we feel our pain to a certain degree and we feel our joy to a certain degree. We don't really go further than that. Um, and that was my life. I had suppressed so much before my accident. I drank a lot. I drank, I was a college kid, but I was drinking away, um, my emotions because I was avoiding feeling. So 
on some level, yeah, I this hit me and I was like, what is my life? How am I going to live like this? I can't live like this. I don't want to live like this. And um, and then there was drugs and alcohol that were there to also not let me go too deep into feeling all that. You know, it's, it's fascinating to me uh, as I have looked back on my own life and as I have studied trauma a little more deeply. And I don't know if you saw the, the movie, uh, The Wisdom of Trauma with Dr. <laughs> Gabor Mate, but it is these moments that actually save our life. You know, these tragic times that happen to us that we think are the end of our life, they are actually what save our life, that they project us into what our true life is meant to be and the greater purpose and the shinier light that we are here to express. But it's hard to go through the things that life brings us. It's You, you went through periods of depression and anxiety and even suicidal thoughts. And I want to bring all this up because I think in the past, and especially with the um, lack of conversation around mental health prior to now that is coming up, so often people kind of hid in the corner silently with some of these things, not realizing that it's actually kind of normal and kind of average to have depression, anxiety, even suicidal thoughts at times when we're going through something hard, that that's part of our personality, identity, ego's way of even dealing with it, not that we have to carry anything out, but but it's almost like we have to go through those waves as well. Talk a little bit about going through those waves and did they serve in any sort of way? Yeah, that's been my experience, you know, and not this life isn't all, uh, it's, it's not all good thing it's not all exciting fun and you know we have to go through the the highs and the lows and you know i think what i realize is that every time i have gone through a dark period it's there's there's an energy release there's an emotional release that comes with that and every single time i finished a dark period Life, life turns the other side of the coin and it becomes um, more sunshine and things align and things things work out better. And so, I don't know, I kind of look at this as um, an alignment process. We have a lot of, you know, energetic intentions and desires and all these things that we put out. And what uh, the way I like to see it, especially if I'm going through things aren't working out a certain way or I'm going through some uh, rough patch, like I just got to get through it. It's temporary. And I know that eventually I'm going to get through that period and it's going to turn the other side where things are going to work out. And if you accept life as just it, like with these cycles, I think it makes it a lot easier <laughs> to, to go through it, you know. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is not a way around it. We have to go through it. And in the book, you portray uh, your own seeking path and coming across many individuals that supported your path and also supported you in knowing yourself better. It's, it's kind of through that searching and seeking uh, for answers that we actually uncover more questions. And it's the questions that probably are more important 
than even the answers that we're trying to find. What were some of the questions that you were plagued with as you were facing this, this, these challenges and obstacles and crises that entered your life? What were the potent questions that really helped you move forward on your path? Yeah, I, um, I got really curious, like really curious about reality. And so, I mean, it started off with why me, why, you know, you, and a lot of people were telling me things like, you know, God, like God doesn't give you something that you can't handle or, you know, something along those lines. And, and so I would, I would get into a space, well, you know, who am I and why am I here? Why are we all here? What is this place? What is reality? We're like, how, why do things happen? How do things happen? And, you know, is it all just random or is there some sort of, you know, process to this? Like, why do we pray? And like, if there's prayer, like, what is that, you know, how does that work with the things that happen? So like all the, these were all the questions I had and I just kept, and I didn't really have the answers to them, but they were just questions I just kept coming. And then it led me to books and people and, you know, I kept getting these um, little nuggets and breadcrumbs, and um, and and to it's interesting to think about because because it's just like these little puzzle pieces that were played out, and, and they still happen. Like I don't have everything figured out, but more and more I ask these kind of questions, the more I'm being led to some level of clarity and answers that are helping me gain a greater understanding and perspective on how to live my life. Yeah, that's that's so powerful because we have to be willing to explore what life is. Um, this, this amazing Pandora's box that we have been given that allows us to have whatever it is that we, we want to have knowingly or unknowingly. And I think that a huge part for you in moving through this, as I read your book, it was dealing with the mind and the emotions. So let's dive into the mind, because so often it's the negativity and the negative thoughts, the stories that we tell ourselves that uh, we often turn and face. What was the shifting point of realizing uh, that that way of thinking, believing, and seeing the world had to shift for you to shift your own experience? Um, I think, I think it was a process. Uh, the, the first really significant moment, um, I spent like four years, you know, after my accident, really traveling around the world to try out all sorts of alternative treatments and, and, you know, new age technologies and stuff. And, um, like nothing really worked during that period. And, uh, I have a, my dad's cousin is is a guru in India, and out of the blue, one day, like I was I was spending time in Asia at the time, and she called me to come to India, and I went over there, and I had never really seen her in this kind of a light. She's always been like a family member, but we went for her birthday, and she had like hundreds of followers outside of her of her uh, building and. It was, I was just experienced. I was like, wow, like, who is this lady? I didn't even really know really uh, before this moment. And so the, at this time we were talking one day and I, and I told her, I was like, I've tried so many things and, and, you know, I haven't healed. And like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to live like this? 
and she just had like the best like the it, it, it baffles me to this day but it's just such a simple like question she's just like well if this is your life right now how are you gonna live it and that was the first piece that started um changing my perception it's like wow like I, that wasn't even a thought in my brain so if this is my life right now how am i gonna live it and it just it was just, it's just so empowering you know it's a, it's a level of acceptance of like whatever is right now and, and working from that point and then eventually um i learned a lot about the subconscious and that we we you know we basically 95% of us work out of habit and how that influences, you know, our realities. And so um, it started with that question and it eventually evolved into really wanting to know more about neuroscience and things like that. At the age of 22 years old in the wee hours of the morning on July 29th, 2006, life threw a huge curveball at Vic. I had an accident where I fell off my third floor apartment balcony after a night of drinking. As a result of this accident, my body suffered a spinal cord injury and became a paraplegic. It took me a few years to accept and move forward in this situation, but little did I know at the time that this situation was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> These are Vic's words from his book, Rolling With It, which I invite you to pick up. It is his depiction of a raw and humorous spiritual journey that started with that accident. And this catalytic event sparked not only a seeker's journey to understand the relationship between our thoughts and emotions and reality that we are creating, but also his own spiritual insight that he has come to share. You can find out more at BeHereRightNow.com. That's BeHereRightNow.com. Definitely check out his website where you will find out about his own podcast. You'll see information about his book, his spiritual coaching, and you can sign up for a free meditation. So definitely go and check that out and see all of the things that he does while also following him on social media at BeHereRightNow. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages with more of Vic's journey and the insights that came with it. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. 
Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to rolling with it and Vic's powerful story, I want to let you know of a special offer for 1111 Talk Radio listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash 11 and you spell out the word 11. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. And I want to let you know this is not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and they do serve clients worldwide. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11 to get 10% off your first month. You can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Again, 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com forward slash 11. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily, and that you can join the 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Vic has gone through quite the experience, and we all do in our lives. We each bump up against something that is challenging, heartbreaking, and often the obstacle that we have to overcome to truly step into the more powerful person that we are. The five stages of grief is a psychiatric principle that states that whenever you experience some tragedy in your life, you go through these five stages, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. Vic was so hell-bent on not accepting his situation that he went through the first four stages over and over again. There was no way he was going to accept having to live his life in a wheelchair, so his attention was focused on researching any alternative treatment that he could find. Let's find out more about what happened. So, Vic, you you met this family member. She had you um, look at accepting what was. 
but I think so many people fight what's going on in their life. And you talk about in your book how you went through different these stages over and over again, and you kept looking for different teachers, different techniques, protocols, all of these things. And although they all helped you in some way, um, talk about the fight that was going on inside. Uh, was it really about the physical situation that was going on with your body or was the fight something deeper? Um, it was definitely something deeper. Um, it was really what my accident, what what my situation, I think symbolically meant. And, and to me, especially at the time, it meant I was a failure. And because something like this happened, something that I did not think that I could live with, um, I felt like there was just no way that um, I could be successful in life in a wheelchair. And so, you know, there's the addition of uh, what this added to my family, the, what, what it, how it affected my parents and my sister and, you know, like people going, uh, people going through uh, so much pain because of something that I felt I caused because I was partying. So... All of, so yeah, well, I mean, on one level, yeah, I wanted to walk and, and I wanted the physical um, abilities back. But on a deeper level, it was a lot of, um, it was, it was, it was a lot of the feeling of, of being a failure and, and, and causing so much pain to people that I love that I just wanted to get out of this situation so that it didn't have to exist anymore. Well, ultimately, everything does come back to the self and oftentimes it does have to do with guilt shame and repressed uh, ways of being that are inside and so mm -hmm. how did you deal with the guilt uh, or any shame that you had around um, whether it was you thinking that you've caused heartache in your family's life or in the ways that uh, this was costing money uh, or in the uh, impact that this had in regard to the relationship that your father and you had and how that seemed to uh, even make that feel uh, stronger in how you weren't measuring up or you weren't living the life that you were uh, expected to live. Right. I mean, my, my dad, um, you know, my, my, my dad really became successful on his own and in, in, his, in his own life. Um, he had his own, he had his own challenges that he overcame. And, and so growing up, he, he pushed me a lot to, to succeed, but like, you know, not like there was a lot of tough love and, um, a lot of putting down to putting you down to like motivate you. And, and so I grew up with that. And as a result, I kind of developed this, this, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say hatred, but like there's just this this resentment, you know, for him and just for for that for being treated that way. And after my accident, it actually um, increased. Uh, and he he you know he took it really hard. He's the you know man of the house, and and so I guess his pain like he it came out, and he was he was essentially. I was essentially blamed for, for, for what he was going through 
by him. And so there was direct uh, experience of like why I you know felt so bad. And and because I know that you know my dad was always pushing me to 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 be successful and finding a way to you know make money and 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 have and have something. Um, I. I, I just never thought that I could be able to move th- move forward in this situation, um, and so, and so I was paralyzed in more ways than one because I was paralyzed physically, but I was also paralyzed mentally um, because I was stuck in guilt, shame, fear, and how did I deal with it? It it I think it really took a long time. I think it was it you know yeah I peeled layers by layers and you know but it really. I, I still suppress things for a good, like, uh, five, six years, probably, after my accident. And it, was, it wasn't until I, I really got into spirituality and meditation and learning about emotions and energy. It wasn't really until I really got into that that I, I was able to uncover this. And it took... You know, I had multiple health issues from 2014 to 2017 that that put me that made me, you know, I had, had these wounds called pressure sores or bed sores, and they put me out of life for, you know, anywhere from like three to six months, depending on you know which time it happened, and in I remember in those situations, so much emotions from my past, all that guilt, all that stuff was was coming up because I was, you know, bedridden. I couldn't really go anywhere and I couldn't really do anything to avoid. Um, and so a lot of that stuff was coming up and and I was allowing myself to go into it and discover that I was holding on to so many so, so many things. So it it took a while and and it took a it, it took a level of understanding of how I was dealing with these emotions to eventually finally release them and and um, not let them own me anymore. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I have another guest, Dr. David Kunson, and he wrote the book, The Art of Stopping. And, and within there, he talks about these gut-wrenching moments that life stops us and how that is the time that we, we have to face all of these things that come up. And what I love about your book, Rolling With It, is the vulnerability, the openness, and the truthfulness with which you share what you were feeling and what was going on, because I think that that's an essential part to that healing and acceptance and forward movement is being willing to tell the truth, not just to ourselves about ourselves, but to tell the truth about the people around us and and what experience we were having so that we can understand the entire landscape of the life that we have been living, because that's the only way to really change and shift that landscape or at least go in a different direction within that landscape. Mm-hmm. How did you experience this truth-telling uh, to them? Uh, was there, were there levels of, or places where you had to tell them your truth, or was this more about you simply coming to the awareness of what you were feeling within yourself? You mean while writing the book? Um, while writing the book, or, or did they find out the truth after having written the book? Um. There were discussions before um, before I wrote the book. I actually, you know, I've been sitting on this title since 2013, and um, 
And so there were versions of the book I had read before, I had written before, um, where I would have I discussed uh, some of the things I, I wanted to talk about, and um, they were supportive, and I, I never really, uh, I, I never had any anything anybody tell me that I couldn't say anything that I wanted to say. Uh, I had full. Uh, permission to be able to express what I wanted to express. And so when I had that, um, I just went there. It's funny because I, I always knew this was, this was, this book was going to be raw and real. I always knew that, that this was, uh, that that was necessary. And, and it was, but I also had to go through all this stuff that I had to go through to be able to tell this story this way, because, um, it happened that, you know, at this time, you know, I, I, started, I really wrote this book in 2020 and it came out in June this year and, and I wouldn't have been able to write it in any time before. It was really perfect in the way that in the place I was in and, and how much I had worked through and, and my ability to be able to, to be as vulnerable and to, to truly say my truth as it is. One of the powerful parts of your life and having met you years ago on the Rebel Road and, and also uh, watching you move forward as well as having written the book is you have this level of not only the realness and the vulnerability that you share, but you have an aspect of irony and humor that you bring to everything. And I think that that's initially what was so inspirational to people, even before you knew how to deal with everything that your life was facing. You got yourself into a place of utilizing humor. You said instead of doing stand-up comedy, you would do sit-down comedy and you would get up and you would speak. What gave you the wherewithal, the uh, confidence, the the place to even show up in that moment that really was probably the bottom for you, yet you were still there? <laughs> I've always been a comedy fan. I've always, you know, since I was a kid, I love telling jokes and um, making people laugh and laughing myself and that's just, that's, I don't know, that's in my DNA. And, you know, when my accident, I, after my accident, there was a lot of pain and depression and all that stuff. But, you know, that would always find my way to a comedy movie or a comedy show or like something like that. And when I started really accepting my life and moving forward, I, I was in social situations a lot. And... In these social situations, I realized that most people had never really hung out with a dude in a wheelchair before. So, I was I was I was feeling this this curiosity. You know, people would ask me questions, and and then some people would just feel like shy, and 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 it would, and it would, there was just this there was a level of awkwardness uh, that I experienced every time because I was always I was almost always the only person in a wheelchair in the room when I would be in these situations. And so naturally I started saying things like, that's how I roll or, you know, let's, let's roll out of here or let's, you know, and I would just throw these like, you know, wheelchair jokes, um, these little one liners at people and it would, and it just broke the ice. It just, you know, completely changed uh, their perspective. The, the minute I made fun of the situation, like it was, it was just normal and we could hang out and, and, and just, and without the awkwardness. And so 
that led me to wondering if I could do this on stage, if I could actually uh, make jokes about my life and, and, and perform them. And, and then this was in like 2012, 2013, um, that I started going to open mic nights and trying this stuff out. And, um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, it was a hit every time. And it was, I, I came up with material that people had never really heard before because I'd never really heard a person in a wheelchair's perspective. And I feel like I've lived a very different perspective of life than most people. And so I'm able to share something that that uh that can be you know really funny when you really when you really can look at it that way and i think it was it it blew me it kind of blew my mind a little bit because i was doing it for fun but i didn't realize how powerful it was until i until i started doing it and seeing um all the appreciation from people who had watched me Life is here for us to learn to laugh at ourselves, to take our circumstances and lighten up. And that is one thing that Vic does with his book and the way he works with people. You can also find out more about his podcast, his spiritual coaching, free meditations, and other things that he offers if you go to BeHereRightNow.com. Vic learned from Dada J.P. Vaswani that our free will lies in the thoughts we choose to think and not the circumstances that we pick. We often refer to free will as doing what we want to do, but the truth is that many things that happen in our lives are not in our control. Applying this to Vic's life meant that it was up to him to choose to be okay about his situation and overcome his fears about everything that came with it, to be able to figure out what he wanted to do. This is from his book, Rolling With It. Again, you can go to BeHereRightNow.com, find out more about him, spiritual coaching, and everything that he does. In addition, I want to mention that my new book is available for pre-order. And Vic earlier said there's not a manual to life. Well, yes, there is. There is now. (laughs) There's actually three manuals to life. It is the self-realization series that will start coming out. And you can pre-order the first book, which is Living the Seven Blessings of Human Experience. It will tell you how to handle each and every kind of experience that you could have in your life. I hope you will take a look at it. You can click on the banner at the top of my show page to find out more. We'll be right back after these messages with more of Vic, his book, Rolling With It. And again, go to his website, BeHereRightNow.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more? 
more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. If you haven't checked out the latest issue of 1111 Magazine, it is always up digitally for free at 1111mag.com. Take a chance to uh, being uplifted, inspired, and meeting many different individuals that are shining their light in the world. Again, that's 1111mag.com. Vic Shivdasani's coaching is unlike any other spiritual life coaching program. He, de- he blends his deep spiritual training with a loving companion for his fellow person. You can find out more about learning spiritual and mindful tools to manifest your joyful and abundant life by going to his website, BeHereRightNow.com. Definitely pick up his book, Rolling With It, and uh, sign up for his newsletter so that you can stay in touch or you can connect with him on social media. We are always manifesting things in our reality based on our way of being. The term heartbreak is not entirely accurate. Your heart doesn't actually break. It's still pretty intact if you were to get it checked out when you feel heartbroken. What actually breaks is your expectations, and more specifically, the expectations that you have where you believe when you get that that something you're expecting, your world is going to magically get fixed. I'm talking about those expectations when you're so attached to the outcome that if your desired outcome doesn't happen when you want it to, you'll be ruined. Those expectations are a trap. This is from Vic's book, Rolling With It. Uh, There are a lot of beautiful sections in here that are his own wisdom as well as uh, thoughts throughout the different stories that he shares with deep vulnerability and intimacy and also his own journey through personal growth and healing to get to become the person he is today. Let's talk a little bit about expectations, Vic. I think that that's probably um, one of the hardest things that people deal with, and it is uh, it is definitely a pathway to disappointment when we have uh, too many expectations about things. What was... Surely the expectation uh, throughout your journey was, I'm going to walk again. I'm going to heal this. I'm going to get past this. Um, What did it take for you to finally let go of your expectations and or do you still have some now? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, 
I feel like, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, there's been so many things over the years as far as, you know, walking again, um, you know, and it's, it's led to energy work and, and spiritual type of healing where I have witnessed a lot of people, um, if you're, if anyone's familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's a big neuroscientist and has these week long meditation workshops and the witness many people healing from really ridiculous situations through meditation, through literally tapping into an awareness that's outside of us. And so, um, a big passion of mine became that. And at these workshops, there are, there are, uh, you know, energy healing circles where people tap into, um, you know, profound divine energy and, and, and send it to people. And, you know, we learn these in these workshops. And, and so, yeah, I was holding on to this, this uh, idea of me healing. And, you know, whoever, if you read the book, you'll see that, you know, there was a lot of mystical type of experiences that I had that led me to, um, to feeling like this is possible. And uh, that led me to having very certain significant expectations that weren't met and, and you know, felt that level of, of heartbreak. And what I feel is that we are, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's about presence, right? We want to be as present as possible. And our mind, and we're, our mind wants to, you know, predict the future and, you know, just not make the same mistakes as the past and is constantly in this analytical process. And so when we receive certain information about possibility, I feel like it's easy to get caught up in expecting that something's going to happen. It doesn't have to be, you know, healing from any sort of disease or, you know, being paralyzed, but... You know, you may be expecting a certain person will like you or, you know, that you might get a certain job or, you know, whatever it is. And I think or what I've learned is that the more and more I can be present without that expectation, then um, then that's the most productive space for me to be in as far as attracting what I want in my life. And that's tricky. And. And so there's, I have a belief that it is um, possible for me to heal and to get out of the wheelchair one day and walk again. However, I'm not in any level of expectation of it needs to happen a certain time or when, and I'm very open to the fact that it may never happen again. So, or I may never experience that. So I'm open to all possibilities and I think it's important to be open and accepting of all possibilities so that you can stay in a space of uh, equanimity. And, um, and so the more and more that I uh, allow myself to be as present and aware that where my mind might want to go and bring it back to center and, you know, my work is really about staying as centered as possible from that place. I experience a lot of joy and, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun experiences come to me. A lot of things happen the more and more. And I like, you know, I've heard that that's a state kind of called allowing mode. So I've, I feel like I've learned 
through my uh, multiple heartbreaks that uh, expectation, I, I catch myself when I get into a level of expectation and I bring it back uh, to stay more in the space of unattachment and things could happen, but they also could not happen and, and not feeling like it needs to happen either way. Uh, when you're talking about presence, what it makes me feel is a level of comfortability within one's own skin. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a place that if you can ground into truly being comfortable in your skin, then that level of home that exists there can be in any situation, in any place. And you talked about going through many different uh, workshops, teachers, protocols that you experience. And uh, in the book, ones that I found quite exciting were the mind movies and the dream time that Mm -hmm. you experienced. I think that that would be a helpful share for those that are listening. Uh, Talk a little bit about mind movies. Also talk about if that's something that you help people do as you work with them. Yeah, for sure. So if anybody's ever heard of a vision board or um you know people like to make these posters of things that they want to happen in a lot in your life and mind movies are based basically a slideshow um instead of like this poster board it's a slideshow of affirmations and you know and things that you want to happen in your life so for example you know i've had things in my mind movie like money comes effortlessly to me or i am you know i'm i'm totally happy and fulfilled and 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 it just it, it's about it's about rewiring your brain what people the the concept behind this is that when if you think about when you watch tv what happens when you watch TV is your brain waves lower. So, you know, when we're usually like really alert and we're in like beta, we're really awake and alert. If we're stressed, we're in like what's called high beta. And when we watch TV or if we meditate or if we do, we start to relax, we get into alpha and theta. And so if you look at like hypnosis, you know, when people get hypnotized, they, they get into a lower brainwave state uh, like alpha theta and in that state your brain is most suggestible to information so when we meditate or when any, in any of these kind of things uh, when we're most suggestible to information we literally just take it in like a sponge so when we're watching tv and you see commercials and there's all these things what's actually happening and you know we, we get this this drive to to want certain things that we see, but what's actually happening is because we're getting into those lower states, we're actually being programmed and we're being suggested. Our mind is very suggestible to wanting that thing because we're in that lower state. So in the same uh, idea, when you, if, in the, with the mind movies, when you lower your brain waves and then, and then watch this movie, you're, you're programming your mind to to want to experience this to experience these affirmations and this reality that you actually want to live and and that's essentially the idea behind it is there is there anything is there any other questions or anything that you could add that i could maybe bring in more information uh no i think that that was great i'd love for people to hear a little bit about your experience with signs and symbols 
uh, as you have grown on your own spiritual path and how you have encountered more synchronicity, just anything that you want to share around that so that it can correlate or parallel to the effort that one puts into shifting their mind and emotions. Totally. Conversations with the universe. <laughs> um, yeah, the I've been, I mean, I we, there's so many coincidences that happen in our lives. I, uh, it started, you know, Back in back in the day, I remember when I when I left my parents' house and I moved to Houston. I wanted to I wanted to play wheelchair basketball, and I was driving down the road one day, literally like the week I moved there, and I saw this big billboard for wheelchair basketball, which eventually led me to an event that led me to wheelchair basketball. And so, you know, once I learned about like synchronicities and numbers, eleven eleven, two twenty two, and like all this stuff started happening, and. I just got really excited when, like, when I see this more and more, and you know, at this point, like, it's like I I see these on the daily, probably multiple times a day, and um, you know, most recently, I you know, I'll, I'll share with you all that I, I I moved to Sedona this year, and that happened with like a lot of you know symbols and synchronicities i was was seeing a lot i was getting a download that i gotta go check out sedona i'd never been here before and a month later i talked to a friend who who was pretty in tune and psychic and i wasn't talking about it out of nowhere she's saying are you thinking about going to sedona because i'm forgetting that if you think about going to sedona you should go to sedona and then uh a week later a friend hits me up and he's like Hey man, I just came back from Sedona. You would love Sedona, and when I so when like things happen like this, these little, these, these they're they're like nudges from the universe or they're signs, and like I just love like living my life in this perspective where I am not like I am allowing myself to be guided, and I am perceiving these patterns and and coincidences and whatever you want to call them that are happening outside of me. And the more and more I and I look at I look at my external world as feedback. When I notice these things, I don't take them lightly. I am curious on what it's leading me to. And in this case, it led me to move to Sedona. I came here in December for four days, and it was blew my mind. It's just an amazing place, very spiritual energy, um, energetic place. And I moved here in January, and I've been here ever since. And I, it's just—it's—I it, would have never thought I would ever have ended up here. Um, so when you follow these synchronicities, it really just takes you into a life, into situations that are totally beyond your expectations, which is even more reason not to have expectations. Beautiful. <laughs> We're coming to the end of the show, Vic, and I wanted to let you share just a final message for listeners. Uh, something that you would like to leave them with? We're always a work in progress. <laughs> I There's no destination to this. I feel like there was a time where I just felt like if I just you know released all the emotional stuff, and I'll finally be done with all this. It's, it just never ends. And uh, we got to go through the ups and downs. And so allowing ourselves to just go on the journey and let, and let ourselves uncover things and knowing there's no destination. I can't stress how important it is to know that you're always a work in progress because it's easy to feel like you're enlightened or that you're already there. But um, the more and more you have that kind of mentality, the easier and the, um, and the better life will play out for you. 
Surrender is the action of relinquishing control about any experience and allowing the experience to play out in its own way. By relinquishing control, you are trusting in the unknown by being open to any possibility that might happen. This is a scary thing to do for most people, especially if it's a new experience. But Vic's life experiences and all the teachers that he has learned from have helped him to embrace the uncertainty that comes with surrendering. He's got to say he's been pleasantly surprised every single time. This is from his book, Rolling With It, Lessons Learned While Sitting Down. Check that out by Vikash Shivdasani and go to his website at BeHereRightNow.com. That's BeHereRightNow.com. I look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you, Vic, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.